Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, welcome back. Uh, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, that, that's it. Just those two words alone. Holy uh, shit. If any listeners are outside of the GTA, I want you to call your closest Lee fan and say thank you for not choking. Thank you for playing the Uno reverse card. And, uh, wow. Um, is this what it feels like to come back? Like, I don't know. It's a new feeling. Is this what Bruins fans felt like in 2013? Yeah. I literally, uh, one of my buddies that I'm, uh, that I go to school with, uh, he's a Bruins fan and he's from Scarborough. So he's, he's, he's twice as dirty. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't hate Scarborough. It's just the people that y'all produce sometimes. Eesh. Um. Anyway, so uh, I texted him saying, like, is it okay that we took a, a page out of your playbook? And he's just like, yeah, sure, go ahead. We're going to use it anyway if we play you in the second round. And I'm just like, okay, it's going to be like that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, for I get considering all of our uh demographics that listen to us are all young Lee fans. Uh I'd assume. Eighteen uh, to twenty two makes up seventy eight percent. Yeah. So uh in or case whatever it is, eighteen case, plus. In case you aren't a Leaf fan or you just decided to not watch your T V because hockey was on, which why would you do that? Um the Leafs basically turned into a zombie and ate Columbus alive. Um only for the last like four minutes. Yeah, um, so it was a 57-minute snooze fest of us preparing to delete our Twitter accounts and uh, block every non-Leaf fan that we follow and listen to people like Damian Cox and Steve Simmons talk about how Kyle Dubas built a team that's not, you know, endured in the playoffs or whatever, Um, and then Habs fans ripping on us because they beat Pittsburgh, which, by the way, that is more embarrassing if you ask me that you lost to a team that was literally what 500 like dead 500 yeah so i mean at least we, we prolong it until sunday which we'll, we'll get into our our thoughts on that in a minute uh joey do you want to go ahead and explain your reaction to well, i was just I, I was just about to ask you like what what your reaction was like for okay so okay. I'll, I'll get into mine into mine afterwards. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll lead it off. So basically, going into this, I think everyone didn't want to watch it, but they had to watch it because we are all masochists, and Leaf fans like when pain is inflicted on them emotionally. So uh, I I was up I was actually upstairs in my room. I was doing some cleaning. Uh, I was doing some cleaning before the game started, and then I looked up on my phone and I saw it was one nothing. So I'm like, oh shit. So I went to my backyard and watched the game from my backyard with my dad, and we were flipping between you that. Set up a, a projector? Oh, no, we have a TV and everything set up in, in the back in our, our gazebo area. It's pretty, oh, damn, that's crazy. It's pretty lit. Um, I'll show pictures of it one day. You have to invite um, me for a game, shaking my head. Well, I mean, you were uh, – well, we'll talk about what you did for <laughs> the other game in a minute. Um. So anyway, say so yeah, I was watching it. I was very annoyed. I saw the Marner two nothing goal, and the reason why I'm calling it the Marner two nothing goal is because it deflected off of Mitch Marner. Uh, and then I looked directly at my phone and I uh, looked at my group chats. Joey wanted to end everything. Uh, Tristan wanted to, uh, who was another friend of ours, wanted to go into hiding. Uh, Connor, another friend of ours, who is a Rangers fan, was, was laughing. laughing at us, even though his team got swept. <clears throat> So I don't think he has a right to say anything. But anyway, so I, I was immediately dreading like this team's doing it to us again because we've been in this area. So I was flipping back and forth between that and the Raptors game that just started, um, which was a bad decision in hindsight because the Raptors also got spanked by the Celtics. But it's usual in Raptors records. They never play the Celtics that well all the time. Usually Celtics have our number. 
Uh, and then I was also flipping between the Jays game because I wanted to have some form of optimism, which went down the window because the Jays are not great. And I've also lost all my uh, motivation to watch Major League Baseball this year. Uh, and then I flipped to the Chicago Edmonton series because at least if, when Edmonton got knocked out, I felt a little better about myself. And think about it like this. I don't want to throw any judgment because the game didn't happen yet on Sunday. We're recording on Saturday night or Saturday uh, afternoon, I should say. Um, but we could have had an official Stanley Cup playoffs or we could still have a Stanley Cup playoffs without the two best centers in the game in Crosby and McDavid and arguably the third best center in the game in Austin Matthews. Do you know how bad that would be for the NHL? Oh, it would be terrible. I mean, okay. especially like like those are like some of their biggest like hockey like markets. I I think it was really uh it was bad because uh I first of all I kind of like felt a little bad for the Oilers because the Leafs could also be in that scenario where they get eliminated as the hosting hub city. Um but then I also felt a little like I felt a little worse because now I know that Edmonton's basically locked in the first overall pick, which we'll we'll get to that briefly. But this is mainly going to be a Leaf centric podcast. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw it to Joe. Which goal of the three did you start to be like, no, no, they're not going to do this, are they? No. So, so I don't know if you saw my Twitter timeline yesterday, but I was literally like given up. I sounded like someone who was just like, had had seen enough, was giving up. I literally tweeted out, what exactly does Mitch Marner do? I was just so done with, with everything. Uh, <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, so and then like, I was I was at a buddy's house and just, we were literally just sitting on the couch on our phones, like the TV was on the Leafs game, it was just background noise. We didn't care. The third goal went in, we are like, oh, whatever. It's over anyways. That that really doesn't matter at all. We were all like, oh, why are we fans of this team? Like this team's shit. Like they look like they don't care. Why the fuck should we care? Like all of those thoughts were going through my head. And then I see Nylander score, and I was like, oh, congratulations. Oh my god, now it's not gonna be shut out. Ooh, go back to just going on our phones and shit. And then Tavares scores. Me and my friend look at each other, and we're just like. This isn't going to happen. Like, this is the Leafs. They're just going to lose. They're, they're just not going to get the third goal. That's that's what's going to happen. But then we actually start watching the game. The whole time, they're, like, keeping pressure in the zone. We're like, no, it's not going to happen. No way. No way. Not this. This isn't – This it's not going to happen. And then that goal went in, and we exploded. We, were, like, screamed at the top of our lungs, and we're like – and we're just, just – I, it was all a blur. I saw the puck cross the line and, and I went and then darkness. <laughs> yeah. You just and then like, and yeah. Went. And then like, and over time I'm thinking, I'm talking to one of my friends on my phone and I'm just like, I'm just like, why do they always do this? They give us hope and they're just going to lose in overtime again. So none of this matters. Nothing matters. This is all, they're just going to lose in overtime now. Like they always do this, give us false hope. And they're like, yeah, well, well, whatever. Because, like, you know, that's just life as a Leafs fan. Just nothing but disappointment. And then, and then it happened. I was like, oh, my goodness. We just – only for Houston, of course, to mess up the call. But we'll get to that after. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, I, like, I found some funny memes uh, that were going on on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I think Tic-Tac-Tomar started it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, which was great. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, and then like, I'm like, so like, we lost our minds, me and my friend. We lost our minds. We lost our minds. And then, like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that before, especially coming from the from the Maple Leafs. It yeah, was, like, I've seen comebacks, like, the one that sticks out in my mind, even though they've been playing it during uh, during quarantine and live sports was, was on pause, was... ALDS game five Jays Rangers like that comeback is like kind of like drilled in my brain and like yeah. you have like like the Raptors always have a I feel like the Raptors always have like two or three comebacks every season like they had the one well, uh, they had the one the they come by, like what 
40 some like 40 yeah, points early. I can't remember who they were playing. Was it the Pacers? Dallas. It was Dallas. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was the, the Mavericks. So yeah. like the Raptors, they have like comeback every like couple weeks or so. Like the Jays, they always have like periodic comebacks here and there. And then of course, like I mentioned, the ALDS game. Um, but yeah, like the Leafs, they've never had a comeback. The only comeback, especially in the time frame, it's not not necessarily. Because like I've seen them come back from three games before, but that's like over the duration of like of like yeah, a, a full over, like period and a half or something. Yeah, this was over, like, and that's over a, a seven game series in in comparison to a five. Yeah, and this was this was just like like in the time frame that they did it, it was like it was crazy. Like like I tweeted this out earlier this morning. Like, did we just witness one of the one of the greatest Leafs Leafs moments in in history? I think we did. Now, one thing I will uh, say that it wasn't was someone tried to argue that this was as big as the Kawhi shot. And I'm going to say no, because one, it was not a clinching game in the in the series. It's not the game clincher Two, unfortunately, there was no fan. If there was ever a fan moment that I Could you really imagine wish, Maple Leaf Square. Yeah, if that was the thing. Uh, also, what was funny, kind of bridging off of that, was uh, Casimir Kaskiswo, uh, which is how you pronounce his name, cool. by the way. He mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, vlogging all of his uh, his days in the bubble, which is very entertaining to see a, a player's uh, perspective of the bubble or whatever, right? So then um, he was uh, the the reserve players, from my understanding, are one of the only few people that are in the stands that are not. Uh, media members so uh Kaskis will like filmed the or posted a picture of the aftermath of the Matthews goal and said and the crowd goes wild and he was literally <laughs> standing to empty seats and I'm just like dude that's so no, funny and then that's there was crazy. like I think they had like the, all like the scratches like just watching the game up there in the stands yeah that's what they've been doing for the last uh, little bit basically they'll have like the, the reserve players they'll skate in the morning uh, or if they have a practice, they'll skate in the morning and then they'll they'll go and do that. Um, I don't know if they're having a practice skate today. Uh, I'd like to think not. Just because, like, two games, two nights. Yeah, and, like, they didn't have one yesterday. Um, one thing that was really funny uh, was – well, two things that were, were really funny was – or this one was kind of like an ironic thing. Um, but the Leafs' PR account was – usually tweeting out the Leafs lines before every game, usually like after practice. Mm-hmm. And when Keith said that he was going to shake it up, which in reality he really didn't, like what's the one thing he do? He, he moved Nick Robertson up. Well, he did in line. game. Yeah. Oh, he did? Okay. Then I think he did. In game, there's a lot of shuffling. but Right. So I not, thought not, gonna... Nothing on, on like paper. Right. But I think that was kind of interesting because maybe you could argue like the, the Jackets players were – on social media and they kind of know what the lines were. So I'm wondering like, maybe they knew what the lineups were going to be and they weren't going to change. But the one thing I will say is we do have Keith is a lot more adaptive than Babcock. Um, and another funny thing I've actually found the third funny thing, but the second funny thing was Sid Sixero, who is Leafs troll one Oh one. It's like one of those things where it's like you hate it, but you respect it. You know, like you, it burns, but you're like that. That was a good, uh, a good tweet. So, uh, at about nine o'clock, uh, which was before the Leafs' uh, inevitable comeback, Sid tweeted, "Mike Babcock wasn't the problem." Two hours later, at ten thirty, he tweets, "Typical Columbus can't protect a three-goal lead." And then follows that up with, is Steve Dangle okay? To which Steve responded, no. So that was really fun. And now, and now the best thing that I will say, uh, I was going to say this before, but then I remember the Sixera tweets, uh, was, I was I have Mark Masters' Twitter account open. And uh, he decides to tweet or uh, say in an interview, Obviously, they thrive on the power play. They're always looking to get calls, and that's kind of the engine of their team. 
this coming after Felino was the uh, Nick Felino was the one being I don't know if I said Nick Felino's name before I kind of like blanked out when I was talking um, but Nick Felino was the guy who took the penalty which led to the game winning goal and some people were arguing that I don't know if you saw yeah I mean like, no go ahead I mean like that whole penalty call something where like like it doesn't matter like if it's on purpose or not you have to be responsible for your stick yeah, and like people were saying, like O'Reilly oh, stepped on it on purpose. He turned yeah, Riley, Riley, after after the season he's had, will purposely try to end his career on what looked like a very dangerous play to get a yeah. penalty. And also, like he was slow to get up. I was, I was honestly yelling. At I, I had a heart attack. I thought he was out for the rest of this of the season. I was, I was wanting when I heard the the arm go up. I was like, okay, they're calling a penalty on this. I'd call a stoppage. Like a player's down on the ice, man. Like he's not getting up. Like the like this was also like a mo- yeah. I know like was, they were they were thinking of like the the Muzzin injury where like Muzzin was down for a bit and then they realized oh okay he's hurt. But I mean it's it's really weird. It looked it looked very scary. But anyways, I just want to say like like I don't know if you saw like the points that were scored for the Leafs during that stretch, it was all the core guys, which made me very happy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you... All were from Tavares, Marner, um, Riley. Oh, no, not really. Riley was on the ice. I don't think Riley got much of them, but it was all Tavares. It was like the big three, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and Hyman. You got all the 12 points that the Leafs needed. And that's yeah. just like, finally they're like proving why they're getting the the money, which which is something like I was very happy to see because like they've been getting a lot of slander. Yeah, and also what I've, what I've seen is, you know, obviously Sheldon Keith taxed the players that he trusts the most with playing the most time. Like I have like Marner played almost 28 minutes. Matthews played 28 minutes. Uh, Tavares played almost 27. Riley played over half an hour, um, which is crazy considering, you know, the injury that he almost had. But I'm seeing, like, he, he gave certain players, like, limited ice time. Like, he, he basically only gave McKayev third uh, – McKayev and Robertson, they were pretty much benched after a while. Like, they, they did not have a great game. Uh, but is the MVP – uh, before I get to my question, uh, the other question that I saw – is the MVP Jason Spezza? I think Jason Spezza did a lot to like spark the team. Like, like I don't know. It's pretty sad that like it took a 37 year old dropping the gloves for them for the Leafs to to just like want to wake up and whatever. Like, yeah, I, like that 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 shouldn't have have had to happen. But like, man, Spezza was like, yo, we're not. I don't care what's going on. We we're not we're not fucking losing this game. Yeah, and like I think I'm gonna say that if Jason Spezza does resign, he definitely deserves an A. Um, I know Marner has an A alternating with Matthews depending on when they're on the road or at home, but like you know, I think some people that have the A are a little weird. Now, before the comeback, everyone was screaming for Mitch Marner to get traded because Marner looked very poor when he whenever he shot the puck it was always a really bad chance he looked completely gassed he just did not look good like right so now with this game in the books Marner first of all has four assists in four games now and three of those were last night um I don't want to be a pessimist. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to ask the question. I'm not going to ask the question yet. The question is going to be depending on game uh, game five's uh, decision or uh, result, I should say. Um, I'm looking at their, their cap friendly right now. Did you forget that Dennis Mulligan was on this team? I completely forgot. I mean, yeah, they. I completely. They, this was like their big move when they 
I think they lost to Florida, and they're like, okay, let's make a trade with Florida and get a better player for a definitive fourth liner. Um, but I'm going to ask a question in regards to the defense. So with Muzzin, like Muzzin is out. We didn't make a show uh, prior to or uh, to Muzzin getting hurt. Do the do you change anything on the on the blue line going into game five, or do you keep it as is? Because I think I would maybe make one change. I'm not sure, cause just cause like I don't know if you necessarily make a personnel change, but maybe you make like a deployment change. Yeah, um, like to be completely honest with you, and this is all this is really the goofy one. I don't hate the Riley CC pairing right now. No, I, thought, I don't. I thought Game Three, despite the, the the collapse, was actually one of Cody Cece's better games as a Leaf. Um, I thought Riley looked a lot more comfortable, but then again, he's had four months off to to recuperate his injuries. I, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that pairing's the problem. Uh, Dermot and Hall. Well, no, Dermot Dermot was with Barry. Uh, Dermot Barry was not good. Yeah. Um, Although I, that block think, that block shot in overtime by Dermot was heroic. That, was, that I think, to be completely honest, has increased Dermot's worth as a as a defender. I think he just threw. He's literally threw himself in front of that shot. Yeah, and like I think that's another that, thing I noticed too, especially like later, like in overtime and stuff. They were getting in front of everything. I've never seen them like play like that before. They were literally like. I thought that players were going to play a little bit more passive just because, like, you know, there's the, you know, the pandemic going on and, like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. You don't you want to limit physical contact. But now that we've had, like, two or three results of basically no positive tests in the bubble, everyone just doesn't give a shit. They're like, okay. And also, they're playing in Ontario, which is very much under control. Because, like, I'm looking at the numbers today, and, like, I think it was, like, 70 today, which is insane, but great. So they're probably thinking, you know what, screw it. We've been in the bubble. We're comfortable. We're going to play like it's normal, whether there's fans there or not. And I think that they've done probably better than if fans were there, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, like oh for real, like, I, like, the way I saw them, like, doing that in overtime, just getting their – getting their bodies in front of everything. I'm like, there's no way they lose this game. Yeah. It's, it's literally like this team finally woke up after 57 minutes of just being defeated. I don't know if like they took adrenaline on the bench. I don't know if it was like smelling salts. It was night and day. They look, they look like a completely different team. I don't team. know if, I don't know. You know how they have the, one of the train, one of the coaches, like the, usually I think the, the offensive coach usually has uh, the iPad in the background when they're, you know, they're looking yeah. at plays and everything. I wonder mm-hmm. if one of the players copped a look at Brendan Shanahan in the box, like the press box, and I wonder if they were scared. Because I think increasingly now, like, Shanahan's getting a little frustrated with the, gr- with the group, and he's listening more and more to Dubas because, let's be honest, if... If Mike Babcock was – I hate to trend back in what feels like two years ago now, even though it's literally been – God, it's going to be a year in November, dude, that Mike Babcock was fired. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but I think if Dubas took the team before, then we would have seen a better result if he gave it to Keefe. And I really hated all the hate that Keith was getting and all the hate that Dubas is getting. And like, I don't know if your dad's the same way, but my dad's like, I don't know what this guy's doing. They should have kept, he's like the, he's like the Mark Hunter fan club. And I'm like, I'm like, Mark Hunter, like Dubas would have drafted Mitch Marn. Dubas would have drafted My dad, my dad kind of always asks, asks me how he should think about it. Cause my dad doesn't really know as much. Yeah. But like my dad is like grown up, like watching the Leafs since like, the 60s and the 70s like oh like had, my yeah yeah same same with my dad from like the 70s but but he they, they he, don't really understand like like the reason why is because when they watch playoff hockey they're used to 
guys committing murder on the ice. Like he literally yeah. told me straight up after the I don't know if it was the Riley penalty or if it was something else, but I think it was Dubois. Yeah, he was talking about Dubois because he scored the the hat trick. He said, "I guarantee you, if this was the seventies, Dubois would have a broken leg." Because the players would literally target him, they would get away with it, and they'd probably intentionally injure him. Because that's, yeah, that's, that, 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 that doesn't was the happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. the mentality of the of this of like seventies, eighties, nineties hockey is just kill everyone in your sight. Shows flow chart of Avs and Red Wings feud for reference, because those <laughs> guys wanted to literally murder each other every step of the way. Um, they didn't get along very well. Oh, no. No, not at all. I also want to give an F in the chat to the Oilers because now we are robbed of the Battle of Alberta. And I'm praying that things are under control by 2021 to the point where we can actually have fans at the at the stadiums again. Because I thought that, you know, Canada would do it first. But I guess because the league is going to be like, oh, well, we only have like six or seven franchises. The most are the states. And they're going to feel robbed because Canadians are going to have fans and Americans aren't. Um, and also I heard like they're going to have outdoor like sports that have like the outdoor aspects. So like baseball and uh, football first because they have like actual domes that retract and you have like outdoor air coming in instead of just AC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it, it's that's a weird little tangent that I, I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, we, we're not going to have an, a battle of Alberta series, which is a shame, um, which goes to show you that Dave Tippett is a bad coach for starting Mike Smith over Miko Koskinen. And also the Oilers defense is very much, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this to you. Whose defense is worse? Oilers or Leafs? They're very similar. I'll say that. I think the only difference is that the Oilers, like, okay, you have. I think Oscar Kleffbaum led the league in block shots, which is a really weird statistic. Um, but like looking at both teams, like not to—I know the regular season stats don't mean shit anymore because also what's really sad is Sebastian or uh, not Sebastian uh, McDavid led the whole entire playoff so far in points, and he's eliminated. He's leading in goals and points. That's it's like uh, they have a Ferrari with uh, with tires that should be on a on a Nissan. Yeah. So, least penalty kill was friggin' uh, 21st in the league. It was 77.7. And the Oilers' penalty kill, if I can find them. It's like last uh, season when they had, like, the oh, worst <laughs> road penalty kill in history. And that was, so, like, the meme yeah. of the year. Their penalty kill was second. What? <laughs> How do you go from, like, the worst penalty kill, like, a year or two ago to second? That's unheard of. Um, but also, like, yeah, like, they're very similar. I think it was just structure. And also, like, I think they're a perfect example of, like, taking an opponent way too lightly. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't think the Blackhawks were going to go all 2000. And- but the Blackhawks are weird, though, because, like, they have the the talent to just, like, do it. Yeah, like. You know, they still have Taze and Kane who are producing. Brandon Sod's okay. Kirby Doc is a player. They could have Panarin. Yeah, well, you could have Panarin, but still. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kubalik is gross. Also, I really want the Leafs to win because people are going to say that Alex Nylander won a playoff series before his brother. And I kind (laughs) of don't want to hear that. Um, But yeah, this is, this playoffs are wacky. They are wacky. Um, yep, and they're so wacky that I have to buy a Nick Robertson jersey. Yes. Um. So actually, I guess we'll bring up two things that happened. So Joey went a little, a little viral on hockey Twitter the other day, or the other week ago, a, a little less than a week ago. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, we'll talk about the. So Joey, uh, retweeted a tweet from Pete Blackbird, who is a Bruins, uh, writer. He writes for CBS Sports. Great follow, though. He's amazing. He's a, he's a troll, but he's a good troll. So anyway, so Joey uh, responded to Tony D'Angelo, which if anybody's listened to this show is our favorite guy to pick on. 
And Joey said, I thought Tony D'Angelo wasn't going to kneel. And the tweet now has 151 retweets and comments and 908 likes. Joey, how does it feel to be the famous person of the two of us? Because now I'm, <laughs> I'm literally the, the extra. I shouldn't. You're lucky I'm even talking to you still. Oh, wow. I shouldn't wow. be associating myself. me. <laughs> Jesus. Fame goes to your head. My God. That's just literally insane. Um, and then following that up with if uh, his tweets during Game 3 got 100 retweets, uh, he would buy a Nick Robertson jersey, which I believe you have already went through with the purchase. I did the night after after they blew the 3 nothing lead. I was like, yeah. I still got to fucking buy this shit. Yep. Which I'm sure will be great in a couple of years when Nick Robertson is now a mainstay on the Leafs roster. What if he just changes the number? What if 89 is temporary? I'm sure you could get the number changed. Like Neil, like Neilander allowed people to go and get their their jersey stitched from 29 to to 88. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll do the same. I don't know if he'll be the one paying it, but it's a <laughs> but thing. yeah, that's uh. I don't know. I, I I was a little let's just say I was a little buzzed when I made that. Speaking that of tweet. a little bu- speaking of a little buzzed, do we want to talk about Jim Houston having a friggin' L? Oh my gosh. So so Jim Houston is the voice of Hockey Night in Canada, whether you like it or not. Although the voice of Hockey Night in Canada is always going to be uh, Bob Cole. And I can't, I, can't, I can't remember the other one. There was the other one I can't remember. I don't know why I was thinking of Tom Cheek. Cheek was uh, uh, Jay's broadcaster, I believe. Oh, Foster Hewitt. Well, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I forget Foster Hewitt? Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, so those are like the names that were synonymous with. And I know Jim Houston. I'll give credit. Houston has done his job very well for a long time. But he should not call the Leafs. I'm sorry, but he shouldn't. We've all had this conversation before. He does not want the Leafs to win. We can hear it in his voice. He always plays at the opponent. But the worst one is the man does not know who scores the goals. It's literally one of the biggest goals in, in Leafs history, you could say. And he scored by Austin Matthews. And he gets the name wrong. It's like the forever. That's like that's. Was Captain on the ice? I don't know. I don't even think, I don't he, think was. he wasn't. He's not on. He's not on power play one. Yeah, he's on power play. He's on PP two. So like, what are you, what are you smoking, bud? Like Jesus, that's that's actually asinine that you messed that up. Um, but yeah, so tweets have been going around all day of uh, fun, hum- poking humor at Jim Houston. A couple was Tic Tac Tomar. So uh, there was one that said, Jim Houston be like, touch them all, Paul. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Which is talking about uh, Paul Mollett instead of Joe yeah. Carter. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite one was uh, there was one of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it was, I don't know if you watched Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid, but it's... Uh, the no, I didn't. Where, it's the scene where uh, Yugi has Exodia and beats Kaiba. And he goes, Jim Houston be like, Joey summons Exodia, which is absolutely insane. My uh, favorite one was a picture of uh, Kawhi taking his uh, series clinching shot against the 76ers. And he goes, and Chris Boucher gets it in with nothing but net. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, I found a few funnier ones. So uh, there's a picture of Matthews with a Calder. Saying your 2016-17 Calder Trophy winner Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, there's another one that says uh, it's the picture of Endgame. Uh, you know, like the infamous scene when they're all lined up and he goes Avengers Assemble. I don't know if you've seen Endgame. Please tell Did me. You please. Have you seen Endgame? Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uncultured. Okay, good. Good boy. So. Uh, he wrote Justice League Assemble. And then my favorite is uh, the picture of uh, Jim. Justice from- League Assemble. And then my favorite one is, uh, you know, Jim from The Office. 
Yeah. Uh, when he dressed up as Dwight. So yeah. uh, Jake would be like lions, turnips, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> turnips, Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Oh lordy! So those those memes are fun. Uh, Joe Bowen's tweet trending on on Twitter in Ontario. Should Joe Bowen just call the Leafs games from now on? Because please, for the love of God. He, regionally, I think he should. Just because yeah, he is like, very and also like very much have, a homer. Like, yeah, and they have regional like. They should have like, like Jack. Like Boston has Jack Edwards, which yeah. I personally think is completely fine for a regional broadcast. Yeah, like to have, have like Jack a homer Edwards. broadcaster. You have Jack Edwards for Boston. You got Rick Ginrat for Buffalo. Um, he's amazing. I love him. Yeah, there's another one that I feel like I'm for, like. There's a couple like there's the Red Wings guy that I can't remember his name. Um, but you know, regardless of that. Like, why doesn't Rodgers do that as well? Like, I guess because maybe there's not, like... Like, I'm sure there's Habs uh, regional exclusive commentators. I know they probably speak French. But I'm sure, like, you have that. Like, mm-hmm. like Chris Cuthbert is one that I kind of... If you, if you were to have, like, a... Chris Cuthbert should be doing the Leafs games, man. I was so happy when I saw yeah. Sports and hired him. Yeah, like, when you... When I think of Leaf games, I think more of Chris Cuthbert because he called – like when TSN had the rights to, to the NHL broadcasting things like many, many moons ago, it was always Chris Cuthbert. He's so good at it too. Yeah, he's been good. He's probably like, the best in the business right now, I think. I'd say probably if I were to put my tiers, putting bias aside, I won't put Joe Bowen because he's in the, the exemptionary tier of God tier basically. So I'd probably go Chris Cuthbert, Gord Miller – um, there's another one that I'm forgetting. I probably it would probably be those two to be completely honest with you. I remember Paul. Remember when Paul Romanek was doing the the Leaf games like a few years ago. Yeah. And like he ended up getting fired because like I don't know. I guess he, I guess he wasn't the greatest. Which I mean he wasn't horrible, but. Mhm. I don't like. I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Houston. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of Ontarians are not a fan of, of, of Jim Houston, especially Ontarians in the GTA and also, like, Northern Ontario as well. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, what else we're, we're missing. Uh, do we want to make fun of the teams that got eliminated or do we want to talk about the least more? Um, I, I was going to say maybe just talk about what to expect for Sunday a little bit and then just – Okay, it. yeah. Well, we'll talk. Keep, so, keep yeah, Sunday, this one a little shorter. Yeah, because like we're still reeling from uh, from last night's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the one question that I have is for Columbus: Who starts? I don't know. Is it going to be? I've been calling him. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter refer to Corpusallo as Capicolo, and I've been calling him that yes. ever since. Eunice Capicolo. <laughs> that would be yeah. great. I feel if I tell that to my dad, he'll run with it. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be great. Um, and then, and then also another one I liked was John Tortellini. Yep. Or John cool. Portobello was another one. I think Portellini is a little better just because it goes with his. Yeah. But like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they're gonna start because like Corpus Salo has been like lights out until he got until like he got pulled. I heard. Well, I heard for um a, a funny nickname for Mr. Lincoln's was Elvis Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> really goofy. Um, but yeah, if you're, I I think if you're, you're Columbus, this is a good problem to have because both goalies are kind of relatively fresh. Like they both played within the last week, so you got to make a decision. Like Corpusalo shut the Leafs out in Game One, but you know, kind of. He also up. played very well in Game Two. Yeah. <laughs> like that game should have been seven nothing. Exactly. Yeah, because the Leafs were that was probably the Leafs' best game of of the season. Um, well, second best. I still think one of their games against Pittsburgh before the the pandemic happened. Oh, and they won like four nothing, I think it was. Yeah, it was after they got embarrassed. It was on the second half of a back to back too. They yeah. started Freddie, which was really rare. I mean, now you're gonna kind of see more back to backs, but you know, what, what regardless of that, uh, I think you probably go with Corpusalo just because like he's played the Leafs a little more. 
and he was their starter until he got hurt. So I feel like you ride Corpus Allo a little more than uh, than Merz Lincolns, but I think they're going to go with Merz Lincolns just because, uh, in reality, all all three of the goals, actually, um, actually no, I'd say all three of the goals were technically on him because two were five ball. Okay, one was like a bang crash in front of the net. That was the Willie goal. Should have had the Tavares one. That one should not have gone in. And then that, like, if that pass got picked off, that Matthews pass to Hyman, like, that would have been game over right there. It just so happened yeah. that let that one go through. Um, but I would say, yeah, I, in my opinion, you, I would start Corpus Allo, But knowing Torts, he's probably going to go with the guy who, who got him wins before. Members Lincolns. Um, I honestly have no idea. I don't know. That's what I think is so deadly about Columbus because yeah, the momentum shift to the. You don't know who to prepare against. Yeah, so like you, you, you gotta decide like okay, do do we go with the guy who stole us game in in game one or do I go with the guy who came back and held the fort in game two, or game three? Excuse me. Uh I still think Corpus Allo is probably the best one. The biggest question that I have, does Zach Warinsky play? Because for those of you who didn't watch the game, uh, they literally uh, – or he didn't play, I think, the last 10 minutes of the third plus overtime. So yeah. – and apparently it was a neck injury. I don't know if like maybe it was a stinger – I didn't see the injury when it happened, or when I did, I'm just losing my train of thought here. Um, but I think if they lose Warinsky, that's a huge loss, just because like Warinsky and Jones, that pairing is just so, so good. Like probably top five in the league, just those two alone. And like you know, Seth Jones is already a leaf killer, and you put in apparently um, Dubois is now. Oh, I, I, you saw what I tweeted. I, saw, I called him the the younger Patrice Bergeron now. Oh, yeah. They're both, they're both from Quebec. I don't think they're from the same town or same city. I'm, I'm going to fact check that because I'm, I'm stupid and I'm really curious. Okay, no, they're not. They're, they're not from the same city in Quebec. Um, but either way, like, yeah, like Dubois has been unreal. I think if they shut him down they have a little bit more of a chance. Because, like, who else has shown up on the score sheet for them? It was literally like, okay, Atkinson scored in game one. They didn't score in game two. Dubois scored three in game three. I think, like, I'm trying to think, like, who else scored. I think, okay, Dubois scored in last night's game two, I think, right? And he scored in Dubois? I don't know why I'm asking you when I have the box score open. In okay, game no. two, the Leafs shut them out. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here's here are all the goal scorers for the Blue Jackets, from my understanding. Cam Atkinson has two. Dubois has three, I believe. Um, Boone Jenner has one. Vladislav Garakov has one. So they don't really have any amazing goal I don't want to say amazing goal scores but they don't really have anybody that scares me other than Dubois just because of that that hat trick in game three um for the Leafs you have multiple players you have to shut down like you have Matthews you have Tavares and they were on they were on JT in game three and and even in this game too um like they are basically I guarantee you like they're basically going to be like triple shifted against the Matthews line and the Tavares line and I think game five is going to be where we see, I'm hoping the depth come through. Like, I want to see Ilya Mikheyev break out because the poor guy has, he has the skates, but he just hasn't converted. And I really liked, I think you and I both liked Kerfoot's game. Yeah. Like chippy third line center, dumping it in, you know, using his size. to. I saw this, uh, this tweet that I was like, oh shit, this is, very much correct about uh, I don't I can't remember who it was that tweeted it out, but they were saying someone like like saying like Tyson Berry was just the rental he wasn't the main piece in the oh yeah in the I, trade it was it was the fact that we could get Kerfoot locked up at for less than Kadri's cap hit younger and they play like a similar type of game 
Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why. Like, it, it could have easily just been Kadri for for Barry one for one, but the fact that they got Kerfoot, who is I believe yeah, he's like three three or four years younger than Kadri, makes about a million less, and they both have At least the same. He fits better into a third line center role than Kadri did because oh, when Kadri got pushed down to third line, his scoring did take a big hit and, and stuff. Also, so. Like, you know, Kerfoot's been a big player for like people forget he was a big player for the Abs because I think he was he was their second line center, yeah, behind behind Nathan McKinnon, and you know he put up he could put up forty points like that's the thing like the reason why he only had like twenty he had twenty eight on the season also he has three assists in the playoffs that just goes to show you how how valuable he is is because he was playing in a third line role number one and number two he was hurt for some time. He had a facial fracture that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think Kerfoot... He also got moved down into a, into a different team's lineup. Yeah, and he was also playing on the wing for for a good chunk of the season because yeah. they had Nick Shore once upon a time. Like I also they, think he's been... Oh, damn, that's a name I forgot about, Nick Shore. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, feel like him on the third line centers where he belongs... Like I wasn't a big fan of his game when he was playing up with Tavares on the on the wing. Yeah, but then you kind of like move him back to like third line center, and you're like, okay, you you can stay here. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, like like that's like where he needs to stay, and that's where I think the Leafs lineup is at its best when he when Kerfoot is playing the third line center role. Yeah. Um. I think as far as players I want to see get on the score sheet, I think Kasperi Kapanen needs a goal. Because Cap, like, Cappy, he has that clutch gene where when it's on, it's on. Like, you know, we all remember game two against Washington, game seven against the Bruins, which they should have won. I'm still pissed off about that game. Bruins I called that goal. Yeah, I called that goal. I'm going <laughs> to freaking say it until the cows come home. I called that he was going to score a goal. And then he scored probably the best goal. Um, and it was shorthanded too. But I think – and also, like, people forget, Kapanen scored the 2-0 the two goal in game five last year. And the Bruins almost came back and tied that game. So he the did. fact that they got that – did they? Yeah. No, it was – Matthew scored first. Then Kapanen scored. Then the Bruins scored to make it 2-1. And then – that was it, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I need to look at... Let me find Steve's LFR thumbnail and I'll, I'll prove that I'm right. Let me just go to the playlist. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm taking a lot of filler just finding out a lot of stuff. Oh, so no, okay, no. now it's your turn to fill up the episode. Oh, yay, great. Um, So... Yeah, they won 2-1 that game. So I'm yeah. right. Where, where did they tie it? It went one, two, one, and then that was it. They almost t- – oh, oh, I think because they got it reviewed. They reviewed something. They did, yes, yes. I remember. Wow, well, that game was a long time ago. It. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Um, But, yeah, like I think Kapanen deserves to be on the score sheet. I think Kapanen and Mikheyev I want to see score. Kerfoot, if he gets assists, that's great. He's a playmaker. He's really kind of like a gritty playmaker anyway. Um, I kind of want to see Tyson Berry get an, an assist because the guy's been rough. I still think he's – if despite how the Leafs season ends, he's going to go back to Colorado, man. I think he's, he's going to go back there just because he's familiar with there, done well with the team, probably going to take a reduced salary. Um. But yeah, I want to see those guys get on the Garrett Uh I want to see Cody Cece hit the net. I don't oh, know not fucking it. rifle that it into the beautiful corner. Beautiful chance. Oh, just rifles it into the... Oh my god, I don't know how he did that. That's like me when I'm like screwing around with my friends. I'm like, oh, let me see how I shoot right-handed. Yeah, that's literally the equivalent of you if you shot with your off hand. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, but I... I hope that we see more from the depth because, like, the big boys came out. We need to see depth because the Jackets, they got depth, man. Like, they got 
and the deadliest teams are the ones that are built from top to bottom with guys that can score. But again, we don't know. Also, am I the only one that forgot that Gustav Nyquist is a blue jacket? Like he's he's there. Completely forgot. Like he's there. He's good, but like, dude, he literally hasn't shown up. Well, I don't watch him to fucking jinx that, and then they're gonna he's gonna score a goal or get an assist or some shit. Um, Can we also give an L to uh, the three Columbus players that left last season that are all out of the qualifiers? Oh yeah, Bob Panarin, Bob Bob Duchesne, and Panarin. Mm-hmm. I actually oh. fell for a tweet yesterday. Oh, I was uh, getting scratched. Yeah. In my head, I was like, and I looked like Duchesne had like four points, and that I'm like, why would he? Why would they scratch him? That's so stupid. Unless like you know, you kind of have to speculate like, oh shit, is it what well, we all don't want to assume it is? But yeah. like, dude, can we just say that Sergey Bobrovsky is a curse right now because he got his GM fired? Yeah. So think about it like that this. That was not a good signing. Let me, not let me, a good signing. Let me yell at the Florida Panthers because they deserve it. The Panthers are – and also they're apparently going to be, quote, cutting costs this year. So they're going to let Mike Hoffman and Getty Dadinoff both walk. They're going to let Eric Halla walk. And they still have Mike Matheson, who was actually scratched last game yesterday afternoon. So not only do they have the Bobrovsky contract – that is also a no-movement clause, by the way. But they have Mike Matheson making 4.875 between now and 2026. And nobody wants that deal. <laughs> that, that, that's sad. Dude, F- can I just say, this is my hot take, am I the only one that wants Florida to relocate to Quebec? Like, I think it, I think it happens. Uh. It makes sense for NHL for money. Yeah, because you have, if you're gonna have a market in a state, have it in one part, and if one part does well, you try and expand to the other part, which is kind of what we they they did here because they expanded. I think it was Florida expanded to Tampa or the other way around. I don't remember. But they, like, came, they came in the league at around the same time though, both of them. Yeah, I, I think Florida was... came in at ninety. Four, I want to say. I'm just gonna check that. I'm already on it. 1993. Okay. So I was a year off, and then Tampa Bay was 19. Okay, so yeah, 92-93 were both these two teams. But like, if you're there for over 20 years, 20 almost 30 years, don't you realize it's not working? Yeah. Like no one. You'd have to see how much TV revenue they bring in, and like those TV contracts and stuff. Also, their ownership I hear is like toxic, because like there was the whole Gallant situation where they fired, or the 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 cab is going to be synonymous with hockey culture now. Um, (laughs) There's apparently there was one rumor that like one of the the owners or someone in the ownership was like related to like the president in terms of like his cabinet or he tried to go in his cabinet and then like apparently he like slapped an employee and like that went south right away like this team i don't see like people want to talk about arizona relocating i think florida relocates first i want florida to go to quebec and then we had the battle we had the battle of ontario and then we had the battle of quebec because mm-hmm. that would be good for money. I think it's it's gonna happen when Batman leaves and retires. So probably a couple years. Yeah. But I I'm not sure. Um. So. Well, we're almost we're almost done. We're I almost guess done. we'll just like any final thoughts for Sunday. Um. I'm praying to God the team from Game Two shows up, and I'm praying to God that they continue to do as well as they can in the form of they can actually play defense because they played good defense on the last little bit. Um, and also, yeah, to to piggyback off of the Nick Foligno uh, pity party 
comments that he said to Mark Masters. The Leafs are two for twelve on the power play in this series. What what? Are you going to argue like, oh, the Leafs have 12 power play chances. We're not getting any wham, wham, wham. Like, you're going to cry about that? Like, um, the power play percentages. Like, Columbus has had a lot. Yeah, they have. And also, like, like. Not to be that guy after game three that was, like, blaming on the officiating and stuff. Because at the end of the day, the Maple Leafs still blew a 3 nothing lead, which is inexcusable after game three. But. I found it weird that like all almost every other series has been like a penalty like carnival like just penalties left and right and then apparently Columbus and the Leafs are among the two cleanest teams in the league. Yeah. Anyways, and also, and also like um, let me throw a, a thought here. Uh, I know we don't know Sunday's results yet, but like the draft lottery is going to be on Monday. So um, we'll have all eyes on that. I know we want the Leafs to win the series, and I hope they do. Out of the teams that are left that have been eliminated, who deserves Alexis Lafreniere the most? Do you want me to to give you the... The Let's candidates? see, so there's the Rangers, Rangers, Wild, um, Panther, uh, Predators, Panthers, Penguins, Oilers. Missing anyone? Uh, you are missing the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, yeah, screw the Jets. <laughs> Why? I just don't like the Jets. Um, if, anything, if anything, the Jets would not benefit because the Jets don't need any more offense. That's exactly – no, they don't need it. Just screw the Jets. That's it. Screw them. They don't need them. Uh, screw the Penguins getting him. Screw the fucking Oilers getting him. No way. Um, the Rangers, I, I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't like the Rangers too much, which is a shame because the, a lot of their fans you see like are being like are like super racist on like social media and stuff, and they have, like, Tony D'Angelo and Brendan Lemieux doesn't help. But outside of that, they have a lot of very likable players, like Mika Zibanejad and, like, Henrik Lundqvist. Well, remember, everyone has said on Twitter, when we say fuck the Rangers, we don't mean Henrik Lundqvist or Mika Zibanejad. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Lundqvist. I'm a big fan of Zibanejad. I really like watching Zibanejad play. And and I also really like the narrative. Yeah, and also the young kids, like... uh, friggin keandre miller who they signed uh, fox. I, don't, I don't hate their goaltenders except for I like adam fox yeah adam fox is really good i hope he like doesn't get friggin uh tainted by the locker room i also don't hate capo caco even because he actually did better than jack hughes in his rookie season yeah which is funny anyways so I'm yeah gonna... if any if there is a team that i prefer will get him so far it's probably the wild just because they're irrelevant yeah, I was gonna say the Wild because like they they weren't they were probably like one of the teams that like didn't deserve to be there and like they won a playoff game they shut out the the Canucks which I, if I remember correctly which is insane uh, and then of course Vancouver realized oh by the way we have offense uh, I think getting laugh would be interesting just because like the Wild still have kind of a young core like they have Kevin Fiala uh, they have Ryan Donato who I forgot about like that guy was. This guy was, like, supposed to be the future with the Bruins and the Wild. They're just like, okay, thanks. We'll take him off your hands. Um, (laughs) But uh, I think the Wild deserve it just because, like, I want the Wild to be good. I don't really hate them anymore. I just kind of pity them just because of the Parise and Suter contracts. They're just irrelevant. Like, they're not, like, a team you think of when you think of, like, What's funny is that they're just – Parise and Suter are still, like, decent contributors. Like, Parise was almost moved at the deadline. Yeah. For Andrew Ladd, though. Oh, my God. They, they are probably, like, thankful that they didn't pull the trigger on that trade. Like, uh-huh. that, that. that's a trade that I think, like, they're probably like, maybe it's a good thing we didn't pull the trigger on. Anyways. So, anyways, just before I wrap it up, my final thoughts is for Sunday... 
I just don't see how you go out flat after what what happened. Yeah, I think you need to go out all swinging, and I think you need I just, to go and just. I don't see how you put up a lackluster performance in a game after doing what you just did yesterday night. Yeah, like that's it's literally like you don't want that to go all for naught. And like I know, I know the Leafs aren't very good at odd number games. Well, odd number games that start with seven. So I'm hoping with five they do better. Um, I'm just hoping like I'm hoping it's not going to be Freddie Anderson that's the problem because like I was listening to TSN yesterday and they were getting so, they were getting me so pissed off because they're like, oh Freddie Anderson doesn't win when it counts, and I'm just like, you see the team in front of him, right? Like it's not it's not his fault. Like get off mm-hmm. his ass. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that they win, just so I can even even if they lose in the first round to whoever they play, which at this point I'm looking like it will be like the the Flyers. I believe will probably be the one that they will most likely play. Um, I'll still be okay because then I can be like, lol. At least we're not the Pens. Lol. At least we're not the Oilers. Like, one buddy of mine from school, he's a Pens fan, and he was, like, touting them up so much. They're like, oh, my God, this team's so great. Like, you know, we're going to go win the Cup. I, I love Jason Zucker. I love the Jason Zucker trade. Now they're like, I want to die. Like, I, was text- I was texting my other buddy that was a Leaf fan, and I'm just like, yo, fuck this guy. He's literally going to, like, like, I'm praying that the Leafs win so we can just be like, screw you. At least we made it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't go that for near. Like they no, no. I'm gonna say this: if the Leafs win a round or two after this, and they lose, say in like the second round of the conference final, I'm not gonna be as beat up about it. No, I'll be like they. It, that's progress, at least. Yeah, it's progress. Number one, and uh, and number two, one thing that I will say is, uh, yeah, it's uh, given the circumstances, I think they did pretty well. Considering yeah. there's no fans and they were off for like four or five months, uh, and also nothing can kill Austin Matthews because I I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he's still playing the way that he is. Especially I know he didn't have any symptoms with COVID, but like, dude, like this guy's money. Yeah. Oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, like I'm I'm still shaking afterwards. I was uh, shaking. I was literally shaking. Also, like, can we also? Oh, also, um, can we just say that I love the Hurricanes Twitter account? <laughs> I love how petty they were. All the fans did that were. You, did you see the? Did you see the tweet that apparently Fox News and Charlotte thought that they missed the playoffs? Yeah. And then they tweeted like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just great. I, I, if if any team has to win the cup in the East, it has to be the Hurricanes. Please, for the love of God. I really like the Hurricanes. I do too. They're, They're such a fun I, team to watch. Like, I watched every game of that series. I kind of want to buy a David Ayers shirt if they still have it in stock. You see, I have a Whalers jersey. I'm thinking of putting like Aho on the back. Aho's one of my favorite players I want to watch. Ayers jersey mainly because um, obviously post pandemic, when when I'm assuming Steve is going to do another, uh, Steve Daniels going to do another NHL 20. Uh, charity stream and uh once they get the go-ahead from uh from everybody and once life returns back to normal i got a surprise for my rematch with steve because if anybody has seen that video i know gord did and he said that i got my ass kicked which i did um i want to rematch because i've been practicing and i'm gonna kick steve's butt and i'm gonna make a moment out of it (laughs) just all wait i i come back with a vengeance i don't care if i have to bet as much money as Joey spent on a Nick Robertson jersey, which is probably like 300 bucks. Yep. Yep. It's a whole yep. page. All right. So, uh, I'm going to go let Joey cry that he is going to deal with that money he's never going to get back. Uh, as usual, follow the tweetar, Q underscore city roundup. Got it right. So suck it. Um, yeah. So go, Leafs, go. Please don't screw us up. You'll see either a happy tone like today or a pissed off tone like when we started this show because we started with the Zamboni driver game. So let's see what happened.
Um, yeah. So I believe that's all we got. Thank y'all for sticking with us and sticking with this team, even though we were all about to be deleting our Twitters or at least muting our Twitters for the next like two weeks. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Any last th- things you want to say before we, we end her off? Um, Austin Matthews is the GOAT. He is. He, he's scary. He got yep. he has a shot and a half. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Leeson 5, please don't let us be wrong. Let's do this. All right. Okay. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all take care. Have a good one.